Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Well, I've been waiting to talk to Vaughn all morning because there's so much to talk about. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simeon. Before we start, I need your assurance on something. All right. So I, I listened to the NW News this morning like I do every day, mm-hmm. and I start with the news, and I hear uh, the port strike is still on, uh, this Surrey policing thing isn't settled, and a truck has hit an overpass and blocked a highway, and I'm going, have I walked into a remake of Groundhog Day here in B.C.? <laughs> Are you having deja vu? Is that what the problem I'm is? I'm having massive, like... <laughs> Do we ever get rid of any storylines no. in this province? No, apparently we don't. That's what I thought too. I thought, oh, we're going to move into the like you know slow part of summer at some point. No, no, it's just the same stories keep coming back. I had that feeling with the overpass too situation yesterday. I could not believe it. And what what is the deal with this port strike? What happened? Well, you know, uh, the federal minister uh, Seamus O'Regan and the premier of British Columbia David Eby both on that. Uh, tentative deal was announced last week. Tentative acceptance of a mediator's saw-off on the dispute. Uh, they both said, see, collective bargaining works. I thought so too, you know. I, I thought, okay, yeah. great. Uh, you guys, uh, you know, you, 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 you held back and you stepped in at the right moment and you got a mediator's report. And initially the indications were that uh, this report was going to be put to the membership, the Longshoremen, the shore workers, the longshore workers, port workers. And, uh, you know, the betting line was they were going to accept it. Well, a couple of things that happened. It never went to the members. What happened is the caucus, which is the caucus of leaders of the union, turned it down and reversed direction on it, said it's not good enough. So, you know, I mean, they have the power to do that. But I think the big question today for the union leadership to explain is, how come you didn't send it to your members and find out where they stand on this? Uh, In any event, we're back into a strike. And now the challenge to those who thought, you know, collective bargaining is great and the best deals are reached at the table, what now? Can the national economy, the BC economy, the Western economy stand another strike while they try to negotiate a better deal? I mean, the mediator as a professional, presumably recommended what uh, he thought was the meeting ground. Uh, does the federal government recall parliament now, having admitted that collective bargaining didn't work? And... Uh, legislate the mediator's report as a settlement. I mean, that's that would be the sort of fallback position you'd expect. But you know, I <laughs> I don't think the federal government wants to have to recall Parliament. So maybe they'll send the mediator back and say, Yeah, yeah, we know what you said, but uh, have another go at finding a meeting ground. I wonder if the uh, the whole thing about it not being sent to the membership will be the, the the hook that the federal government finally steps in on and says, that's not acceptable. You can't do that. Yeah. I mean, the trouble with that, of course, is you could order them to put it to the members and that'll blow up in your face because the members will back their leaders, right? They'll go. So, you know, no, it, it's not easy to see a way through this. And, 
you know, the, the, the trouble with recalling Parliament is, so the federal NDP is out with an instant statement, no surprise, uh, they're backing the workers, right? Even though the workers didn't actually vote on this, uh, they're backing the union and they're saying, you know, unions or uh, members are allowed to reject offers. Yes, they are. And the Liberals, of course, exist in power only because of the continuing support of the federal NDP. So if you're going to recall Parliament and impose a settlement, you're going to have to find the votes to support that idea somewhere else. Yes, presumably the Conservatives, because of their base in Western Canada in particular, would say it's good for the economy and yeah, we support back to work, but you know, they, they may have something else they want to get out of Parliament too. You know, Parliament meets, uh, you've got question period, you've got other issues, you've got this festering, lingering uh, call for a public inquiry into Chinese political influence in Canadian politics. And, and that story is such a big deal. It was on the front page of the New York Times on Sunday. So, uh, you know, it, it's now into the realm of a very tough political call for the Trudeau government. They thought they had a win last week. And you could say, well, you know, I thought they did too. So, you know, they took a, a, a victory lap. Maybe it was premature, but now... Uh, it's really not clear how they proceed from here. They're looking at a much tougher call than they faced last week. All right, we have more to talk about with Von Palmer this morning. And Von, I'm, I'm with you because I, I'm not even going to say this is a final decision on Surrey policing today because we've said that too many times and I don't think it actually is going to be a final decision. No, I don't think it is either. And I also think uh, we're going to have trouble getting anything beyond uh, just the announcement today. So the... Solicitor General, uh, Public Safety Minister, Mike Farnworth, has got a double header today. There's a technical briefing with his staff for the news media at 1045, and they'll give us all the numbers and explain everything. That's embargoed. We don't actually get to write that and report it until Farnworth starts the formal press conference at noon. And, you know, whatever the decision is, and yes, we expect that the province is going to say, no, Surrey, uh, stick with the RCMP. Uh, you're going to want to know about the implications of that decision. The response if there's a lawsuit from Surrey, what does it mean for the long term future of the RCMP in BC? What about the Premier's suggestion last week that RCMP is maybe not sustainable here? What about a provincial police force? Now, Here's something interesting, Simi. I'm looking at the announcements from the government yesterday of the media schedule for today. Premier David Eby will not be at the press conference in Victoria, the one that unfolds at 12. Not only that, he will be in Campbell River this morning for a long-term care announcement with Health Minister Adrian Dix. That goes at 10 a.m. There will be media questions afterward, but none of us will be able to ask him about what's in the tech report on the Surrey policing decision because we're all under embargo. So David Eby has got an event at around 12.35, 12.40, but he's not taking media questions. Right. So what that tells me is that this is uh, solo, Mike Farnworth. Okay, it's your job. You're the minister. You go out and announce things. But I think the government is facing this and going, 
it's not over, and why should the Premier have to climb out on a limb today and tell everybody what it means when the provincial government doesn't know what's happening next? Okay, and that, well, that's just one of the many things that we're kind of keeping an eye on here. There's so many open questions, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, I mean, so... And the premier, the premier escalated this thing or raised it to another level last week. So he goes to the premier's conference in Winnipeg. And what he hears in Winnipeg from other premiers is, hey, we've got a big problem with the RCMP in our province too. You know, we've got shortages and vacancies. And the federal government has told us that they want us to meet with us about the future of the RCMP as a provider of contract services. So RCMP providing local policing, city policing, provincial policing. And the other premiers, uh, Manitoba, Alberta, maybe even Saskatchewan, are going, if we're going to have to set up our own provincial police forces, we've got to get going on that. Take a few years to that. And Amy's reaction, which he shares with reporters, is, hey, I, I learned here that, that all, a number of other Canadian provinces have the same question we do, which is, what's the future of the RCMP? E.B. lets slip that he doesn't think it's sustainable at the moment. And all of that leads us to jump to the obvious conclusion, which is there is no way the B.C. government is going to approve Surrey going back to the RCMP when the RCMP may not even have a future in the province. Well, that raises a whole bunch of questions about future policing in the province, future of the RCMP. Will there be a provincial police force as a legislature committee recommended here last year? But of course, Simi, the other questions, and you've alluded to them, is what is Surrey's response? Mayor of Surrey, Brenda Locke, I mean, uh, thank you, Brenda, for putting ads on CKNW. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, I always right. appreciate it when politicians put ads out to state their position. Uh, but it's clear that Surrey isn't going to accept anything other than endorsement of its plan to go back to the RCMP. So are we looking at a lawsuit? Is Surrey going to make one more attempt to persuade the provincial government it's right? Uh, it's, it's certainly not over. Uh, and uh, we don't really know what happens next. And if we're smart, we won't predict it, given what's happened on this story and the port story so long. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And one more thing before I let you go, this overpass situation. Like, well, I'm at, still... At some I'm point, doesn't the ministry have to bring the hammer down here? I think they do, but I'm still holding out hope that uh, the folks who drive trucks can learn to use a measuring tape, too, since... Uh, Apparently not. You know, there was a caller at NW last week who said that, you know, there is a simple solution to this. It's called a measuring tape. <laughs> Measure the height of your load yeah. and then pay attention to what is painted on the overpass as you approach it. But yes, the province is going to have to get tougher on this. I mean... But, Simi, this has happened a whole bunch of times, and every time it happens, they oh, we're not going to stand for this any longer. Well, they're doing a pretty good job of standing for it so far. Well, it seemed to me the trucking companies then need to get the message yeah. through to their people. They do, and there's a licensing issue, and the provincial government has licensing. It also has the ability to impose much larger fines than it does. I mean, how about if you hit an overpass and damage it, you're going to pay to fix the overpass, the full amount, right? The highways yes. ministry is going to send you a bill. I would love that. If that would actually happen, I would love that. But we'll try to find out. Uh, thanks for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Simi.